Welcome to Cold Water Podcast. I'm Nicola Halton. We all know the importance of getting out there and doing a great work for Jesus. In this podcast, we will learn more about the people who are involved in changing lives for good, for God. I would like to welcome Doug Pittman to the Cold Water Podcast. Would you like to share your testimony, Doug? Well, hello, uh, Nicola. It's hello. good to be with you and uh, really appreciate the invitation to uh, uh, have this podcast with you. And, and of course, my testimony goes back to, well, I, I grew up in church, you know, and uh, as a young, young guy and have a lot of family history. But, you know, how, how it is, God, God works out. Uh, his own plan for your life and so forth. But um, to be in the ministry, um, I, I didn't grow up with those aspirations. You know, I, I grew up a Christian, involved in church, and, and my family faithful uh, in, in church and all that. But really, I, I had a, a desire to play American football. <laughs> and that's what I put my heart into. And I ate, drank it, and slept it through my high school years. And um, with the opportunity for a uh, scholarship up north in uh, one of the states in the USA, uh, uh, the Lord literally took the desire away from me. And that fall, that autumn, I found myself at Bible College. Um, and I thought I would go for one year. It can't hurt, you know. And then, then I happened to be at a missions conference uh, that um, I attended there. God got a hold of my my life, and I realized that I've been, I had the call of God on my life, and so uh, the rest is history. I said yes, and uh, but uh, I also met my wife Angie at Bible College. It, it it was International Bible College, and it had a good nickname, International Bridal College. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people met their mates there, and and uh, uh, of course got married there, and we went into full time ministry. 1986. And so, so really, truly the, the rest is history. We went on to have two children who are married now. Uh, we have six beautiful grandchildren. Our seventh one is due to arrive this coming uh, September. Now, we had been involved in the local church since 1986 and executive pastor roles. Um, you know, as elder and pastor and, and missions pastor and, and coordinators and organizers, my wife in uh, Christian education, Christian school for many, many years. And of course, uh, being on staff, uh, I, we thought we would um, be doing what we were doing, where we were doing it, um, uh, probably the, the rest of our life. Um, but through a, um, a health crisis, um, uh, it, it just uh, drove us to seek the face of God. And you know what that scripture says, if you seek me, you'll find me. Mm -hmm. If you search for me with all your heart, you know, I, I, I gained a understanding of God's interpretation of that scripture through this time, because it, we were flat out just uh, crying out to God in this crisis. And um, this was 2010. And, um, but our God cry led to a God encounter, okay? And um, I don't have time to go into all that, but I just call it my, 
my burning bush experience. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. in this God encounter, uh, our hearts were aimed overseas to a people that we really weren't even thinking about. And it was, it's the continent of Europe. And uh, a lot of the missionaries out of our church wound up in Mexico and central South America, possibly Asia in Africa, but not much presence in, in Europe, you know, and, uh, Hadn't really thought about that much, but but we we uh, um, found ourselves actually living in Austria. Uh, made preparations the the following year, pastoring a, uh, a a fresh pioneered work. It was five years old when we took it over in Austria, and uh, we were there about eight months. And we returned home uh, by our elders' request to help with a a crisis back in Texas. And we, we helped the church through that. And, and needless to say, we weren't able to go back to Austria. We uh, uh, couldn't really uh, apply for the visa that would be required because somebody was in the position that we would need to be in. And so we said goodbye to that when we went back to um, uh, Texas, where we base our ministry now. And so we knew that you know, God had aimed us toward the, um, the continent of Europe. So we just based here and we just kept going to Europe. And, and all of a sudden, all these countries started opening up, people saying, come help, come help, come help. And, yeah. and so we're, we're in about 10, 11 countries now. And uh, uh, just, you know, with the focus of preaching the gospel message, equipping and train, training leaders, and, mm-hmm. and mobilizing the local church into yeah. the global harvest. That's, you know, it's sort of a, uh, our focus there, our vision yes. there. And so, so that's what we're doing today. And, yeah. and a lot of ministries um, uh, had to, with the whole COVID pandemic, you know, uh, had to adjust and mm-hmm. function out of, com- out of the normal comfort zones. And we were totally canceled. I mean, what do you do when you have an international traveling ministry? And there's a global pandemic and then borders are closed. And so, but, but God's been good. And we look forward to cranking things back up here soon. We've yeah. done what we could through internet, and different things like that. But hey, that's it in a nutshell. Yes. <laughs> it's I mean, it's, uh, it's you, a lot you, you, to say there, really. You have. You've, you've answered two questions because I wanted to minister. You've ministered all over the world and I wanted to, you to talk about that. So you, you've done that. But so your focus is on Europe. Is that right? Definitely. But you have been. Right. Yeah, you have been. You know, you, you, you have been other countries as well. That's right. Is that right? Well, that's correct. Uh, yes. A few other countries like uh, Japan and Haiti and Mexico. Uh, yeah. But yeah. If, if I'm to buy an airplane ticket and go somewhere, it what's my heartbeat would be to go to Europe. Well, we need so, stirring uh, up. We do need stirring up. So, um, and I think you're, you're definitely doing that. Um, stuck in the fire really. Cause you know, it's all right having a fire, but the, the calls sometimes sort of settle, don't they? And you someone, sometimes you need to prod that and, and get the flames back up again and put more coal on. It's how it works before. Otherwise it'll just go out. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of passionate Christians here, but we do need to be stalked up and we do need to be uh, fed. And, you know, so thank you for doing that. I really appreciate what you do. And, you know, I, I just so I was watching your message in a minute um, and I thought it was fabulous. I don't know how you managed to do it so concisely and so well. Um, and I 
think it would have been <laughs> lockdown that inspired you to do that. Is that right? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Everybody, um, everybody became a TV preacher basically uh, yeah. during the COVID pandemic. And, you know, I was thinking there were so many, um, um, opportunities to watch sermons online, our home churches and different ministries. And, and there's so much, but I, I just, I just felt maybe people just needed a quick pick them up, so to speak, hopefully about a minute. I, I, I went over a couple of times, a lot of times, but, but yeah, it's just something that's, that's um, inspiring yeah. and, and, and gives hope and, and in 60 seconds yes. around that, you know, yes. and so yes. that's what inspired the, the message in the minute uh, yeah. during the COVID time. So, yeah. and it was difficult. Uh, you know how it is a preacher trying to say something in 60 seconds or less, <laughs> but, uh, or more, you know, but I apologize sometimes when I went over, but, no. you know. It was great. It was very effective. And I would like to see a little library of those somewhere so they don't drop off the Facebook system. You know, that would be great if we could have those. Sort of. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, you know, I hope you uh, load them all. I didn't really load them all up because a lot of it was just spontaneous. God would give me a thought in scripture and I would just go with it. But uh, hopefully I can load those up to um, my YouTube channel and uh, people could go on there and just click yeah. on them. And, yes. uh, so, uh, hoping to do that soon. That's so. brilliant. Well, I'll put the link on to this podcast as well. So people can click on and, and get more details about you. So that would be brilliant. Um, I've got a question I want to ask you here, and this is a, a spiritual one. Um, why do you think it is important for Christians to have vision? And that's what that struck out to me when I, uh, I was hearing you talking. Okay. Well, I believe that it's important to have vision because because if you don't have something you're reaching for, uh, I really don't believe that that you can fulfill God's purpose in your life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you know, without that, you know, we were born with a purpose, and 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 all our days are written in His book before we ever live one day, and 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 God has a purpose for us all. But um, you know. We all need something that wakes us up in the morning. It, it drives us. And uh, without a vision, sometimes the the things that happen in our life, the contrary things, the contrary winds, the struggles, the trials, the, the fire that we walk through or the, or, or the difficult times, um, uh, you know, it, uh, it, it would be easy to lose our way yeah. uh, if it yes. were not. For, for us understanding who we are, who our God is, and, and, and that fire that he's put into our heart, uh, whatever it is, um, and, and not everybody, uh, it would be a boring world if everybody had the same exact vision, how that would manifest and, and how that would be played out. But, but um, we're lively stones knit together. And, and so um, God is working through his church, his body in the earth today. Yeah. And so I, I believe vision just comes just from drawing near to God and he puts his heart in you. And, and especially if you have the heart to say, God, what's on your heart? What can I do for you? How can I serve you? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that's a natural response to knowing that, you know, I've been bought with a price yeah. and uh, my life is not my own. And here am I. And send me. You see, the vision for for Europe came to us in a time of crisis. Mm-hmm. We were serving God, uh, and and I realize that what I'm doing today may not be what I'm doing forever. 
you know, yeah. that God is ever expanding. Uh, you know, it's, it's faith to faith. It's glory to glory. It's strength to strength. It's, it's ever progressive what he's doing in our life. He's ever, he's ever bringing us into a, a broad place, in other words. And, and yeah. I want to say that to anybody who's listening today, that, that God's vision for your life is to bring you to a broad place. And, and the crisis that we went through in 2010, uh, it, it, was, it was a season in our life that, that brought us to such, you know, sometimes crisis has a purpose, it, it always does, mm-hmm. to bring us to a place of such surrender to where we say, God, whatever you want, I'll do it. Wherever you want me to go, I'll go. What, whatever you want me to, to lay down, I'll lay down. I'll pick up whatever you want me to pick up. I'm yours. And it's in that desperation where God says, okay, aha, yeah. now I can show you what I've always wanted to show you. Now now I can do with your life what I've always wanted to do because we come to such a complete surrender in that time. So don't 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 misunderstand a difficult time because you could be just about to graduate to a new level. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and every difficult every difficulty um we've experienced in life, we we've realized that uh, through it all God's brought us into mm-hmm. new dimensions and to, to, to new levels. And so uh, it's important because, look, without vision, we can't accomplish what we're supposed to accomplish yes. uh, on this earth. Yeah. And um, everybody has a purpose. Yeah. Okay. Not yeah. everybody's going to stand behind a pulpit. Not everybody's going to sing into a microphone. Hopefully not. But, um, and, and some, uh, you know, I'm sort of being sarcastic there, but, uh, <laughs> um, not everybody's a singer. Not everybody's a preacher. Um, and and I've been in ministry long enough to know that that people that are working behind the scenes, a lot of times are the ones that are making it happen. Uh, yeah. They go unnoticed. They're unsung heroes, and they're getting mm-hmm. it done. But you know what? They're living out their purpose, okay? Yes. Yes. And so, so we all need something that's something that wakes us up in the morning and gets us going, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And without vision, the people will perish, which is, you know, I don't know where that is in the Bible, because I'm not as uh, really sort of, I always get quotes, but I can never remember where they are. Um, but that's, you know, um, so well, thank you. <laughs> I'm not an expert with 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 the um, references either. It's it's the <laughs> word itself that has the power, you know. It is, that's right. Um, you quoted Isaiah 25, verse 1 in one of your messages in a minute and for i am the lord your god who churns up the sea so that it waves the waves roar its waves roar the lord almighty is his name i have put my words in your mouth and covered you with the shadow of my hand i who have set the heavens in place who laid the foundations of the earth and who say to zion you are my people how do we have a hope that's the question i'm asking now how do we have that hope well, you know, hope hope comes from from knowing who God is and how he relates to you. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really about identity. A lot of Christians today have a confused identity. Yes. And 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 uh and without a correct understanding of of identity, um it, it's it's easy to to lose courage. Yeah. It's 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 makes it difficult. Uh, to take a stand and go forward, but when, 
I tell you what, when you you know who your God is and who you are, mm-hmm. and the fact that you are who He says you are, you have what He says you have. You can do what He says you can do. He is the Lord, your God, Amen. your very personal God. I like what it says in Isaiah forty three. I'm the Lord who who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, "Don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. I will help you," knowing that that you're trusting in his the very truth of his existence and that he's not a man that he should lie and that what he says is established forever and if he says he's with us and he has us by the hand and he will help us well you can go to the bank with that so i think hope uh you can't really you can't really get hope from the the natural realm no. the, this sphere this earthly sphere and um, it's when you draw near to the Lord and you realize that that through prayer and through seeking God and standing on his word, you're you're literally reaching beyond your human abilities uh, in life. And you're laying hold of his ability because he's compassionate and he's good and, and everything good and perfect comes from him who put the lights in the heavens and sustains the universe. So hope comes in. Uh, what you believe really about God. See, what you believe about God will directly affect your prayer life. Mm -hmm. It'll affect your daily walk. It'll, it'll determine the level of your courage. Okay. And, And so what you believe about God is, is, uh, important there. And so people who walk in, in, let's say a very, shallow walk. And I know some people are just beginning to walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. And hey, we all have to start somewhere. But but you know what? He doesn't leave us there because he's always yes. leading us deeper and yes. deeper and deeper. And if you just yield to his yearning that's in your heart, uh, that yearning for more, because he wants to reveal himself more and more and more. But, but sometimes we find ourselves in a difficult time when we're struggling, struggling for hope, we find that we we're holding too tightly to this realm. Okay. Yeah, and we're yeah. depending on this realm. Um, you know, the, the, you know, the economy, maybe the, the political atmosphere, friends and family to bring us joy and bring us happiness. And Hey, listen, it's, it's a world that's fading away. Yes. And, and, and we, we only, have one rock, and that's Jesus Christ and the Word of God that is established forever. Okay. And so it's it's really it's really hard to have hope beyond yes. that. Yes. You yes. know, it's and and without hope, it's it's really hard for people to live. Hope is essential, but it's mm-hmm. got to come from the right source. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Thank you. That was that was absolutely beautifully answered. Thank you so much. And you know, we find sometimes when we're at the end of ourselves, sometimes it can be with people, and the Lord can give us that power and that strength to love in the most difficult circumstances. And that is the hope that He has for us that we become more like Him, and we are changed to be like Him. So thank you, Doug. That you've you've answered those questions perfectly. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, hey, feel free if if. I- I'm not very clear, and I maybe start chasing a uh, a rabbit down the wrong road. Hey, bring me back to point, 
And, um, (laughs) and so we can make sure that we were given a clear message here. No, that was a very clear message. It was absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I'll say goodbye for now, Doug. So thank you. I'll let you get on. So thank you. God bless. Hey, God bless and have a a great evening. Thank you. Will do. Bye-bye. for listening to the cold water podcast please remember to subscribe and join next week